0: in the faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Freeville Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Uh, Most of you out there that tune in with us on a regular basis, you know that we're doing things a little bit different on the program now due to this coronavirus situation. Uh, We're composing a special worship service each week that now incorporates a little bit of music into the program. And uh, we hope that you'll enjoy it. Hope that you'll stay tuned. And uh, invite a friend, call a neighbor. Um, Tell them to tune in here to this station because I know that if this program has been a blessing to you, then perhaps it'll be a blessing to them as well. I've been looking at some news this week and everyone is trying to cope with this situation and uh they're doing all kind of things but friend let me tell you only jesus can satisfy your soul and i'm going to sing this song now I hope that you'll worship the lord along with me and after this song i've got a special announcement i'd like to make before we go into the message today, or continue with the message we started last week, taken from Luke chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. Um, hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Praise God, praise God. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Amen. Before I make the big announcement, let me just say thank you so very, very much for the offering that you gave us last week. Um, we need the finances a lot during this time, um, we need it to pay for airtime as well as some other needs here around the church. And let me just say this, there's a lot of our churches out there right now that are closed because of this coronavirus situation, and it hurts, friend, believe me. It hurts when your sole means of income depends on what is taken up in an offering plate, and you've had to shut your doors, and there's no way to take up an offering So ladies and gentlemen, just let me encourage you today, if you will, remember to support your church financially uh, during all of this that's going on, and pray for your pastor. We pastors have had to make some hard decisions over the past few weeks, decisions that, well, Let's put it this way. No matter what way you go, you're condemned if you do, and you're condemned if you don't. But um, believe me, friend, uh, pastors that are truly called of God, um, they want what's best for the church. They want to grow the church. They want to edify the body. They want to do what's best for the church. And if you will, pray for us, pastors. Will you do it? And pray for us here at Friendship as well, Uh, because today at 11 o'clock, we're going to be having our first ever drive-in church service. We ordered the equipment last week, and uh, we've been working hard all week, setting things up, getting everything in place to do this. And I just want to give all of you out there an invitation to come and be with us today if you can. Don't worry. uh, You don't have to get out of your car unless you feel the need to run around the church and shout a little while. Or maybe you need to go to the bathroom. And we've even got that covered. We've got plenty of toilet paper and we've got plenty of hand sanitizer. So there's no excuses, friend. You can just come on out. And be with us this morning for Drive-In Church. Uh, the service will be starting at 11 o'clock. Uh, we just ask that you come a little bit early if you can. Uh, it's the first time that we've ever done this, and it may take a little while to get everybody parked and in a good spot. And uh, we'd just like for you to be with us. The address is 744 Friendship Church Road, in Middlesex, North Carolina. Again, the address is 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina. If you'll just type that into Google Maps, it'll bring you right to us. And uh, we'll give this address again at the end of the program. Before I get into the message this morning taken from Luke, chapter 8 verses 22 through 25 let's go to the lord in prayer and ask for his blessing today heavenly father lord i come before your throne of grace today i thank you for all of your many blessings of life and life itself lord i even thank you that during this time of turmoil Lord, this coronavirus situation, Lord, I thank you that you are still sitting upon the throne. That, Lord, you have our best interest at heart. And, Lord, we know that sin is what gives Satan a legal right to do what he does. And he's the cause of this situation that we're going through right now. And, Lord, we know that you have allowed it. And Lord, the devil means this for evil, but Lord, we know that you mean it for the good. And Lord, this morning I'm asking that as you have slowed everything down and brought everything to a stop, Lord, I know that there's something that you want to say. And Lord, I ask this morning that you use me to say what you would have said. Lord, help me. Anoint me today to rightly divide this word of truth. To bring it to the people, Lord, anoint them out there to hear and to receive. Lord, that their questions might be answered. Lord, that their needs might be met today. And Lord, everyone might be edified in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. And Amen. Luke chapter 8 beginning in verse 22. Now it came to pass on a certain day that when Jesus went into a ship with his disciples, he said unto them, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. Now, as we stated last week, we normally don't think of Jesus as fallen asleep, but you've got to remember here now, Jesus is in the flesh. Uh, he had been ministering to the needs of thousands of people, and he healed them all. He never turned one away. And let me tell you, he won't turn you away either. I don't care who you are or where you are or what you've done, if you'll come to defeat of the world's Redeemer... My friend, he will not turn you away. And Jesus, he was just so physically exhausted. He he was wore out after having ministered to the needs of all the people. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus fell asleep. But there's another reason that I want to deal with again this week. And it's this. The disciples weren't talking to Jesus. They weren't bothering him. Each of them knew what to do. They knew what their job was. And each of them were just doing their own thing to get to the other side. And they completely forgot about the Lord. This same story is recorded over in Mark chapter 4 and verse 38. And we read there where the disciples placed Jesus in the back of the ship. And my friend, that's no place for Jesus to be. He's always supposed to be up front and in the midst of everything that we do. But the disciples were so caught up in what they were doing Their attitude was, well, we've just been doing this for years. Why bother the Lord? We got this. And you know, that's been the attitude of the church. The modern church knows how to grow the church. You got to keep everything positive and be careful not to offend anyone with all that old King James sin and stuff. And your traditional churches know how to do church. We're going to keep on doing what we've always done, and God's going to bless it. We're all going to get to the other side together in heaven, and everything's going to be all right. No, my friend, it is not going to be all right. It's not going to be all right unless you place your faith in Jesus Christ, who He is and what He did for you at Calvary's cross, and you take up that cross daily, and you follow Him, which means He's in the front, and you are in the back, and you are following Him him and you are establishing a relationship with him, which means you're talking to him. Your prayer life, your prayer life has to be what it ought to be. And I just wonder today, how many are in the ship with Jesus Christ, but he's asleep? He's asleep because your prayer life is not what it ought to be. The Bible says in Luke 8, verse 23, that a storm of wind came down on the lake. It was a storm like a hurricane. The wind was was strong. It just suddenly came down on the lake out of nowhere, threatening to destroy the lives of everyone. Just like this coronavirus storm that we're going through right now. The Bible says they were filled with water. The winds of this storm were so strong that it was blowing water into the boat. Hmm. The winds of false doctrine are also very strong in this coronavirus storm that we're facing today. You say, well, what do you mean by that, Brother James? Well, don't believe everything that's coming across the news media. Don't believe the the liberal news networks like MSNBC and CNN. They're, they're, They're twisting things and taking things out of context to make President Trump look bad. And they're promoting fear and sensationalism. And they're not telling you the whole story, ladies and gentlemen. Here we were. Now, now I'm recording this on a Tuesday afternoon, and uh, so it's going to be a few days before you're hearing this. I don't know what will happen between now and the time you hear this. But um, just yesterday, we were so close to getting a bill passed in Congress uh, so that the doctors could get the equipment that they need in order to safely do their jobs. And, and the American people, um, this stimulus package would have freed up some money to help the American people during this storm because there, there are so many of us out there right now that are out of work. And this, this stimulus package is so needed right now, but the Democrats blocked it. They blocked it. They wanted $35 million for the Kennedy Center, another $500 million for abortion clinics. They wanted more restrictions on exhaust emissions for cars, more restrictions on airplane emissions more tax credits for solar and wind power. The list goes on and on and on, which turned a $1.5 trillion stimulus package into a $2.5 trillion stimulus package. Now, the liberal news media, they did mention it, but they didn't tell the whole story. They didn't tell the American people why. And what I've stood here and told you today is the reason why. The American people need to know this. And I hope this news gets out. And I hope the American people remember this come November. The winds of false doctrine are strong in this coronavirus storm. And the Bible says that they were filled with water. The boat was filled with water to such an extent that they were about to sink. And I imagine the disciples were doing all that they could to keep the boat afloat. How many churches have been doing all that they can? to keep the church doors open and now this coronavirus storm has hit and now it's become even harder to keep the doors open and the lights on i wonder how many churches now are truly calling on the lord for help how many churches now And they were already struggling before this hit. How many churches were reaching out to the world and the ways of the world to try to save their church? Trying to make their church look more like a a nightclub than a church so it would attract more people. Adopting the ways of the world, allowing homosexuality and any and everything else into the church to draw a crowd. Let me tell you this. Just as the disciples were in a boat out in the middle of the water, the church is out in the middle of the water as well. You see, the church is in the world, but we're not of the world. It's one thing for a boat to be in the water, but it's another thing when that water starts getting in the boat. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But the Bible says that they were filled with water. The disciples, they were so caught up in the moment with the water coming into the ship that this thing literally consumed them. It consumed them, their minds, that that, they, they were terrified for their lives. They were acting as if their lives were in their very hands. How many under the sound of my voice today, this coronavirus has consumed you to such an extent that it's all you think about and you can't even sleep at night. The CDC said that we should all gather enough supplies to last for two weeks in case we have to quarantine ourselves for a couple of weeks. And some people went out here and they bought all the hand sanitizer they could. Bought all the toilet paper. They thought their lives were in their hands. Washing your hands. Some of these same people that have gotten paranoid and bought all this hand sanitizer are the very ones that are getting the virus. Think of that. Acting as if their lives are in their hands. My friend, let me tell you something. Your life is in God's hands. When your number comes, buddy, it's when it comes. And your number's up when it's up. Went out and bought a hundred rolls of toilet paper. Started hoarding food. Because this thing so totally consumed them. They allowed themselves to be filled with the water of the world, the fear, and the cares of this life. Instead of the Spirit of God. My friend, if that describes you today, it's time to wake up Jesus. I said, it's time to wake up Jesus and do like the disciples did. They came to him, Luke 8, verse 24, and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm... If you're listening to me today, let me encourage you. If you're scared, if you're fearful in the midst of this storm, go to Jesus. Stop looking at the news so much. You're just allowing the winds of false doctrine into your boat. Just cut that junk off and open up your Bible and go to the Lord in prayer. Cry out to Him in the midst of of this storm like the disciples did and let me tell you you'll find peace in the midst of this coronavirus storm just like the disciples did i'm not done with this message but i'm going to finish it here in just a few minutes as we begin our uh, drive-in church service today let me invite you once again if you will Come on out and be with us today at 11 o'clock. We're located at 744 Friendship Church Road over in Middlesex, North Carolina. I hope to see you shortly, but if you can't make it, uh, we're going to record the program this morning, and the rest of this message will be aired next week. So stay tuned with it, if you will. I know it's going to be a blessing to you. I hope and pray this morning that something might have been said or done. It was a blessing to you. I hope and pray that in some way that you've been edified and drawn a little bit closer to the Lord.